Hello, and welcome to episode 136 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Donna J to The Modern Manager community. And welcome to all of the newcomers to the show. I am so glad that you have joined us today. And if you are looking for more content and support, check out The Modern Manager community. That is where you'll find episode guides, guest bonuses, our private Slack group, and one-on-one and group coaching. And if you work for a nonprofit or government agency, you get 20% off at any membership level. Head on over to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more. Now, today's guest is Owen McGeb Anawo. Owen is the CEO and co-founder of Sweet Process, an easy-to-use and intuitive business process management software founded in 2013. The software makes it possible for company executives and their employees to collaborate together to quickly document standard operating procedures, processes, and policies. Owen and I talk about the importance of documenting your processes and procedures, how to do that documentation effectively and efficiently so it doesn't feel like a burden, and why using a process-specific software like Sweet Process is useful. You'll hear me come back to this concept again because I like Sweet Process a lot. I personally use it, and I believe it is a great tool that every team should consider. Now, here's the conversation. You're listening to The Modern Manager a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. It is such a pleasure to have you today, Owen. I am really excited to talk about this because I had so much fun doing our webinar together on process not that long ago, a couple months ago. And so this is a great chance to revisit that content and to have you as a guest on the show. Awesome. I'm glad to be here, Mommy. I really appreciate you inviting me over to your podcast. So let's jump right in here. Sweet Process is a fantastic tool all about helping teams document their processes. So let's just tackle the, the big question, which is why is it even important to document your processes? So it's important, you know, to document your process. And it also depends on, you know, your role within the company. But, you know, specifically to the audience here, they most likely will be the manager of a, of a team. So why is it important as a manager of, a, of, of your team to document your processes? Is because, you know, you want to make sure your team is moving along and doing things to achieve the end goal of your company, right? And depending on your role or your, your specific department, if you can have your team being able to achieve work predictably just the way you want it done, right? Then you you become, uh, uh, you know, having bottlenecks or issues where tasks are not getting done. Instead of you focusing on the next milestone and next milestone, you're being brought back by team members asking you the same questions over and over again. How do I do this? Or maybe you're onboarding a new employee to your department and now they can't hit the ground running because the information on how work is done is not available. So you, you know, essentially want one source of truth where your you know, members of your team in your, in your department as a manager, they can go and find where information is on how work is done. And not only that, they can also contribute and be part of that you know, continuous improvement process of you're all working together to improve how work is done in your team. So I can't emphasize that enough. I completely agree that, especially when you have new team members coming on, getting information out of their heads and you know, getting people to collaborate on the processes so it's in one place is so helpful for onboarding new team members, for just managing the workflow, as you're saying. But 
it's not so easy to get people to collaborate on processes, right? Like I, I know like in my own experience, like my, my tendency is to be like, okay, I'm going to write it all down and tell people how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not really the best way usually to get people invested in a process. So what have you seen work in terms of how people come together to design a process collaboratively? So the best way I, I suggest to do it is, first of all, if you want or you think that you are the only one that is meant to do it as the manager, I just tell you that right now that would in, you know, increase the amount of work you have to do, which equals more procrastination and uh, you're not going to do it. So the, the best way to approach it is to assume where or, or to, to, to enforce it so that everybody gets to be part of the process. And where do you start? I would say, okay, take the first task that is maybe the, uh, the biggest bottleneck of your time now as a manager in your department. Because if you start with that one that you know, tends to be the biggest bottleneck or you know, in terms of people keep asking you how you know, the work is done there, if you can document how the work is done there, then you'll be able to free up time once that is worked through to start you know, documenting other tasks in the company. So, but where do you start when it, after you've identified that biggest bottleneck? The next thing is, okay, you know, if you're documenting the procedure for it, instead of you know, trying to create an encyclopedia and having all the steps detailed out, start out by creating the title of the uh, procedure and the title of each of the steps. And, and that's where you start from. I call that a minimum viable procedure. The reason is, is because if you are going to invite your teammates to come in and help build that document, if they're going into a tool like Sweet Process to, you know, to document the procedure and they're going into a blank screen, well, now you've, you're, you're causing you know, people saying, okay, what, what are we supposed to do here? So by the time they go, log into a tool like Sweet Process and they see you've already documented the, the, the title of the procedure and the title of each of the steps, now they know, okay, they have some kind of you know, roadmap to follow to say, okay, how do we go from this outline to a procedure that have details fleshed in? So that's the first thing you do is the outline. And then the next thing you do is you add that document to a, t- a team, obviously your team, you know, your, by your team, I mean your department, right? And you're doing this in a tool like Sweet Process. And then next thing you do, you get all your key stakeholders in your department who you want to have their, their feedback on it. You basically reach out to them to the tool and say, you know, basically mention them or tag them through the tool and say, hey, what do you guys think needs to go into each of these steps? So now they get notified by Sweet Process. They come into the tool and they start giving information. And it could be like they're giving you comments on, you know, I think we need this step. I think this step needs this additional information. You need this screenshot. Or they can be proactive and be just like the employee that we all want, where they can, you know, go into the tool like Sweet Process and start entering in the information for each of the steps with the caveat that you'll be able to approve the changes once they've done it. So now they go in there, they start adding uh, details into each step and they request for your approval. You see what they have updated. You like it, you go ahead and approve the document. And now this becomes like you know, version one of the actual procedure. So that's how you, you know, go from the outline that you created yourself to collaborating with your employees to you know, uh, either they telling you the feedback of what needs to go in and then you're taking that feedback to go into, go ahead and you know, improve the document yourself or they're proactive and they're making the changes themselves knowing that those changes that they, they make inside of the, the software to document the procedure, now you get to approve it and then you uh, have a, a new version of like version 1.0 of that document. Now, how do you go from that version 1.0 of the document to you know, uh, the next version? I would say, as your employees start doing tasks, you can use three process, for instance, and, and assign tasks to your employees 
So you've documented how, let me give you an example with a real procedure. Say, okay, how to take new orders, right? So you've documented a procedure for the steps to take to take new orders. But now a new client, John, comes in and you want to take a new, the order from them and, and, and do the work. Now, if you're using a tool like Preprocess to actually assign tasks to your employees, right? As they are doing the task, the instructions on how to do the task is right there in front of them. But the important thing about using a tool like Preprocess to do, to do the task is that when they come across something that was not covered in the underlying procedure, right? Or something that they were not accounting for when the document was created, they can pass that feedback back to you and you can improve the document so that the next time a task is assigned, the inf instruction of, of, of how the work is done is right there in front of them. So on one hand, you're collaborating together to document the, 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 the underlying document. And then also when they're working on tasks and getting tasks done, you're also collecting feedback from them whenever they come across the point where the documentation is not correct. You can take that feedback from them, improve the underlying document and in real time, that task is updated with the new steps. So when you marry those things together, getting the documentation done and getting work done and getting feedback from them, that is where you get a continuous improvement of you know, the different procedures and processes that you're documenting. Well, and I want to pick up on that because I know one thing that I've heard from people is I wrote it all down and then it ends up in a drawer, right? Or ends up in a file on Google Drive and no one ever looks at that process. So it was it was great that we documented it and it was great that I, you know, talked through it with my new team member, but then it it didn't really live on anywhere. So I see that as kind of one of the key values of using a software like Sweet Process versus documenting it in a Google Doc, which you absolutely can, right? You could use the same process you just described of creating an outline, asking people to go in and fill in the steps and collaborating to get all of that information into one place. But you don't get the kind of real-time live usage the way that you do a sweet process. So are there other reasons why using a tool is you know, a, a better way to manage processes than to do it in a, in a document or kind of in a something else that maybe wasn't specifically designed for documentation in this way? So, so I'll give you an example using my own, my own story. So basically how we came about to building speed process, just back in the day, I used to run a company where we used to provide an agency providing people in the U.S. with staff based in the Philippines, right? And so people will come to us saying, hey, you know, probably have, this was the heyday of when people just read the four-hour work week and immediately think that, you know, they would just hire somebody and the person would just hit the ground running from another country and start delivering the results. And, and the reality is that in order to do that, we had to document all the different tasks that we are taking over as their back office, right, or as their operations abroad, is that we had to document how the work was done. And at that time, there were not that many tools out there to be able to get the work documented. As a matter of fact, the tools that were available were enterprise-based. They basically built for much larger companies. And we did try at my agency to use some of those tools, but my team couldn't use it. As a matter of fact, even me trying to document how the work is done using those enterprise tools, it was hard to do. Not only I buy this page for an expensive license, but then getting them to use it was a problem. So ease of use was an issue. Then we said, okay, let's not worry about using these enterprise tools. Let's try to hack together a bunch of free tools to use it. And the problem with the free tools were that, first of all, they were not even built for the purpose of documenting businesses, you know, business processes. That's not what they were built for. They were just built, it's like saying you want to use Google Docs or, you know, or Word to document 
how your work is done. But these tools were not built for that very purpose. So now you're hacking together a bunch of different tools. And because you're hacking together a bunch of different tools, you can't get the end result of making sure that the, the work is documented and there's that continuous inflow of exchange of ideas to improve that document while the work is being done. So I say, you know what, I'm going to build the tool. So the reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is that it's very important that the underlying tool that is, is being used for this purpose was built specifically for, you know, building business processes in a company. And then also you marry in the ease of use so that you don't have to spend time learning all the technical jargons or whatever, but you can just jump in there, point, click, document what you want to get done, and your employees can come in and start using that and getting work done. I had never heard that story. I love that origin story. So thank you for sharing that. So I want to shift gears a little bit because you talked about kind of a good place to start is with a process that or a procedure that's really causing problems, right? Where it's a bottleneck. And so it's spending up taking a lot of your time. And if you could you could get it documented right, if you could point people to that process instead of having to go over with them time and time again how to do something, like you could save a lot of time. Are there other kind of places to start? So I'm imagining like there are some people listening who are like, I don't really have anything that's like really jumping out that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. So are there other places where you would say these are good procedures or processes to start documenting or kind of how do you help decide where to start? So when I said bottleneck earlier is like, okay, the task that keeps taking your time, that's one way to approach it. Another way to approach it would be to, okay, if you are in the customer service department, well, what is the goal of the department in which you are the manager? So, you know, what is the goal of that department? Well, can, is there a specific task that helps us achieve the highest uh, ROI of our goals that we're we set, we set on to, to achieve in this department? So you, you can either say, okay, I want to start documenting based on my bottlenecks, tasks that are taking time for me to do, or tasks that if I focus on working on, I'm helping the company as a manager achieve its goal that they set for this department, right? And so either, either way helps you to identify where to start documenting from. Awesome. Okay. That gives me a lot more clarity. And within Sweet Process, right, and there's different terms for different kinds of documentation. And I feel mm-hmm. like I, I use process, procedure, policy yes. kind of interchangeably, but you don't. <laughs> so, okay. so maybe you could explain what each of those terms mean and kind okay. of what the difference is. Okay. So here's the thing. And, and I, I also use analogies to kind of explain it. So a procedure is just kind of like a checklist, you know, step one, do this, step two, do that, you know, kind of thing. So it's like, you know, it, it works through a, a checklist of steps. And then a policy is not necessarily based on steps. Sometimes there's this blanket information that you have to pass on to your employees that, you know, uh, it could be mandated by the government. It could be mandated by some group that your company is part of, or it could even be internal policies like, okay, dress code policy, vacation policy, and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily step-by-step instructions. So let me use an analogy to make it clear now. So if, if I was driving from Maryland and I was driving to, uh, let's say, D.C., and I have a GPS in my car telling me, turn left on this street, go 10 miles, turn right on this other street, go 20 miles, right? That is likened to a procedure. But if I'm on that same road and I see a sign that literally says 10 miles per hour, well, that sign doesn't tell me step-by-step how to you know, press the brake on my car and start going 10 miles per hour or whatever. But it just gives me the, you know, the, the guideline or the framework that, hey, while I'm on this very 
block of roads that I need to go 10 miles per hour. So that will be like into more like a policy for while you're driving on that road, the policy is, you know, 10 miles per hour, right? So now what are processes? Processes are, in, in, from our standpoint and how we, we built it in our software, there are certain tasks that if you try to use a single procedure to document how the task is done, it won't be optimal because the task has so many different parts to it. And to really explain to your employees how, you know, all the different parts of this large, complicated task, you have to break down each part of the task into a separate part. And each part is you're using a, a specific procedure to document it. So I'll give you an example. In a much larger company, you're talking about, you know, hiring, right? And so if the manager listening to this call want to hire somebody, well, there are a bunch of steps they will first of all follow to prove to HR that they need that person for the department. So that is his own procedure. Then there's a bunch of steps that they have to follow when HR has approved the position to you know, get awareness out there about the job, basically job ads and all that stuff, following the guidelines of how the company wants you know, them to post out jobs. Now people start showing interest to, to, to be interviewed. Now there's a bunch of steps they have to follow to interview people and conduct interviews, right? That's another procedure. Now they've finally chosen maybe one or two candidates as the ones they want to hire. There's a bunch of steps they have to follow to follow for background checking of the people, so on and so forth. That's another procedure. A bunch of steps to get them ready for uh, once they've hired, been hired, but for onboarding them. That's another procedure. So you see, it's a single task of hiring somebody that this manager is going through. But because the task is a quite large, complicated task, a single procedure could not have documented each, you know, the entire end to end. So that's why you need a process. And so the process, instead of containing steps, will contain individual procedures that, are that is documenting each part of this single large task. So our software enables you to document procedures when it's you know, a simple task that you're trying to document, or even a process that contains procedures when it's a large task that you're trying to document. I, I wager to say, based on the data we have, that when companies use our software, more than 80% of the tasks they document usually ends up being procedures. But there's this smaller subset, 20% or less, that tends to be this larger, complicated task that they need processes to document. Yeah, I, I really like the way that you distinguish between these two because you know I think about some of the work that I delegate where there's a bigger overarching set of activities that need to happen, but I'm actually only delegating one procedure within that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, being able to kind of have that clarity for myself to know, all right, this is the whole thing that I'm responsible for managing, but this piece of the work, this procedure is going to go to this person, or even this step within the procedure is going to go to this individual person, but then I'm going to have other responsibilities. Like to me, it's just like a really nice, clear framework to be able to distinguish between kind of steps along the path and like the bigger frame of work that is kind of always in motion. All right. I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about where people tend to get stuck. So are there places that you've noticed where teams or managers, when they're doing their kind of their procedure documentation, I'll yeah, try and use the yeah. right language, mm -hmm. tend to make mistakes or tend to get stuck or tend to kind of run into trouble? So they get stuck, based on what I've seen so far, is when they try to complicate things. That, that might sound even counterintuitive, like you know, you're documenting how work is done and complicating things make people get stuck. But that's the reality is because they start trying to make things way more complicated than it needs to be. You need to trust in the process. If you believe at the end of the day that this is all about a continuous improvement, 
then that gives you permission to start with something that is not perfect because the goal is to keep getting feedback from your employees, whether it is them giving to you passively or proactively going there to change documents, right? And updating it on their own while you, you get that management oversight to approve it. But if, if the goal is that it's going to be a continuous improvement thing, then you are, getting, you are basically given the permission to start from a point where the document is not even perfect. And from that point, you guys can keep improving. But what happens is people try to make things complicated. They try to, you know, I say document encyclopedias at the very beginning. Oh, I need to put all of this detail here, all of that detail here. Just, you know, and for you know, it has gone from something that should be simple, fast, and quick from in terms of the start, when you're starting it out, it needs to be simple, fast, and quick to something where you basically have to have a planning committee around it. It's so funny you say that because I totally know what you're talking about where people want to get everything right. They want to have all the information in there and it's just not necessary when you're starting that way. And, you know, one of the things that I really like when I use Sweet Process is that I can upload little videos and images and other kinds of, of information and in, in, uh, formats of data because sometimes it's just easier to be like, okay, I'm going to put in this little video that explains something than to try and type it all out. Or I'm going to upload a screenshot of what it's supposed to look like rather than trying to explain it in words. And like, you can just make it kind of quick and dirty yeah. without having it be like, a, as you said, a whole encyclopedia. So I, I totally agree with start simple. Yep. That's the way to go. And so once you start simple, and like I said, you give yourself permission knowing that this is a continuous improvement thing, then the whole pressure that you have thinking, you know, uh, begins to uh, uh, melt away. Well, I also understand that being a manager, you're probably not the owner of the company. And so you have this whole thing, oh, I don't want this thing to go out to management and then seeing it look like the way it's not perfect or it's not, it doesn't have enough body of information in it. So perhaps what you could do if you're using a tool like Sweet Process, you can create a separate team that maybe only you and your departments, your teammates have access to. And then whenever the document you feel is live and is ready for prime time, you can push that document out of that team that you only have access to with your people that you want to work and collaborate on the document together and put it in a team that at large, even management can have access to. Well, that is a way where you can kind of walk around that whole thing of when by the time management sees the documentation, it has a lot of flesh and body to it. But you've already done a lot of the collaborating with your team on the back end where nobody was seeing that. And so that, that way you can kind of remove that pressure. To be honest, I would just have a conversation with management and say, hey, this is how it's going to be. It's not going to be perfect when we get started. You're going to see a lot of uh, documents that are, you know, maybe not, in, not, not correct or not where it needs to be, but through continuous improvement, we'll improve it. And then once they accept that, then you don't have to do that dance. You just, you know, everybody has access to the document that is not perfect and we all work together to improve it. Well, and in some ways, it's actually better that you can say like, we want to get the most critical information in first, right? So we're yeah. going to actually spend our time not trying to get step one perfect before we document step two, but instead we're going to try and get the most critical pieces of steps one through five mm -hmm. down into the system because that's really what matters. And then, yeah, we can add in the detail over time and kind of learn as we go and have that continuous improvement. But it's really sucky if you spend all your time on step one and step five gets ends up with a huge miss because you didn't take the time to just figure out what the most critical pieces were for it. Another thing is when you have this mindset of you know, system thinking, when there is a problem when a task is not done properly, 
it actually is an opportunity. Because if you think about it, why did your teammate make a mistake in delivering something when the information of how the work should be done is right there? If you think about it, it's, 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 it's two things. And I think most of the time is the, the fact that the, the information was missing something critical that they should have known in, in terms of the procedure or the process that uh, prevented them from making that mistake. So now it becomes an opportunity for you to go back and say, okay, I see this was not delivered according to what we were. Let's walk through you know, uh, the steps. Where did you go wrong? Right? And then you can take that information and be able to update the document. But if the, it turns out the instructions are right there and just, you know, it shouldn't have missed it and it, it, it should have gotten the work done, then that kind of helps you identify that maybe this employee might not even be the right fit because if the information of how to do work is correct and right there in front of them and they're still making a mistake, you can decide what you want to do at that point. Yeah, and that's so important. Right? I talk about this in my delegation course where there's feedback that's related to clarity, where there was lack of clarity in what mm-hmm. the work that was supposed to get done or how it was supposed to be done. Then there's feedback on a person's behavior, like mm-hmm. they're late on something or they're not acting professionally. And so you need to give them the feedback on their behavior, not necessarily the quality of the work. And then there's, they they had all the information and there's no reason that they shouldn't have been able to do it. And they just failed yeah. and they just, they don't have the skill or they don't have the motivation or the time. And that's a whole different issue. So mm-hmm. being able, as you're saying, to, to pinpoint, to, to see is the problem that we didn't document it properly in our system. And so we need to update the process or fix something there. Or is the issue with the employee's inability to complete the work because they don't have the skill or they're not taking the work seriously, then you can address the right problem because you can't, you can't fix the wrong problem if you don't know what the problem is. And, and there's also the people that might say, well, having all these documents in place might want to turn us into robots. There might not be any creativity. But I wager to also say that the fact that you have documents in place for how you do the recurring tasks in your, in your, in your team actually allows you to be more creative. Let's dive into that a little bit further because there's some tasks you do maybe once every, you know, three months or whatever. So let's say you did it the, last, the task three months ago. Now you want to do the task again. You don't have the documents in place. Now you have to spend time trying to remember how you do it. So this is taking time away from you actually doing the work, right? You're now having to spend time to, oh, how do I do it? And then you start wasting time thinking about that. But when you have the documentation in front of you right there, you don't have to spend any energy or time thinking about how the task is done. Now you have more time to focus on how can I improve how the work is done? How can I make this work done better? How can I eliminate waste? And to me, that is creativity because you're thinking of new ways to, to, to step up your game. Completely. And you get to give your team members more freedom and more autonomy because you can give them access to the, to the procedure and then they can run with it. You don't have to be looking over their shoulder every single step of the way to make sure they're doing it right because yeah. you can feel confident and there's trust in that relationship and there's trust in the system. So so many good reasons to document processes. We are out of time, unfortunately, although there's so much more we could talk about. So where can people learn more about you and Sweet Process? So where I want to send them to is a place where they can actually sign up for a trial or Sweet Process. And instead of getting the default 14-day trial where they would, uh, if they went to our, our homepage, I want them to go to sweetprocess.com forward slash modern manager. Uh, so that they can get an extended trial of 28 days. And that's because we're giving, uh, you know, Mami, your, people who listen to your podcast, that extended trial. And on top of that, Mami mentioned that she wants to give, uh, uh, you know, you guys a special pricing 
And so you would go there instead of paying the, the price we pay, you will pay the price for the small teams. And that's uh, uh, after the free trial, you pay $390 a year. And that's for up to a team of eight employees. So Mami is giving you guys a special uh, extended trial and a special pricing of our software. And I'm so glad that you were willing to to work that out with me so that we could get so many more teams up and managing their processes effectively. And I'm also going to put a link to the webinar that we did together. So people want to see a demo of the software, they can see that and get the inside scoop. Thank you so much, Owen, for sharing your wisdom and your experience with my audience today. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the time. As you heard, Owen has offered a special price for small teams only to Modern Manager listeners. Go to sweetprocess.com slash modernmanager to get that extended free trial and discounted price. And for members of the Modern Manager community, you get a 30-minute session with me to help you with your process documentation or design. I can be a sounding board, I can review the documentation you've already created, I can offer suggestions, or I can facilitate you through the documentation process. You also heard me mention my delegation course, and members get 20% off of that course too. So to get that special session with me and the discount on the delegation course, become a member by going to themodernmanager.com slash join. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter, which is at, of course, themodernmanager.com. Lastly, the best thing you can do to promote the show is to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you feel so moved, please share this episode or the blog article with a friend. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.